This is Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Entertainment, and this week on episode 292 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, when you get a new laptop, what do you do with the old one? Give it to your kids? Throw it away? Donate it? Today you'll find out what you should do with that old laptop. Another episode of The Computer Tutor Tips, Tricks, and Advice from a Computer Pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Well, good morning and welcome back to the Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson. And on this podcast, I like to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And thanks to my friend Bruce from Now Hear This Entertainment for doing today's intro. Bruce is a friend of mine, and he does a podcast where he interviews people in the entertainment industry. And just like we did in the last episode, after I talk about today's computer tip, Bruce will take a minute and tell you about his podcast. And I've also got a bit of feedback about the last episode, which I'll share. I'm hoping you find this little experiment to be helpful and informative. I just go by my own experience and preferences, and one one of the things I'm always on the lookout for are new podcasts to listen to that I didn't already know about. So that's why I'm having some other podcasters on, so that with each episode here, you're going to learn not just some cool computer tip, but also maybe a great new podcast to add to your playlist. And if you're new to this show, I create this podcast right here from my home office here in beautiful Safety Harbor, Florida, where I run my computer business. I do repairs, virus removal, data recovery, backups, just about anything computer-related. And my clients are all over the country because I do most of my work remotely. So if you find yourself with a computer problem, you can call me at 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's tip can be seen over at my website if you go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash 292. So let's get started. You know, there's a funny thing about laptops, and that's the fact that they don't last forever. Either they physically break, or they just become too outdated to use, but the fact is, eventually, they need to be replaced. In fact, when someone brings me a laptop, or a desktop computer, for that matter, and it's not working right, one of the things I evaluate are whether or not it makes sense to repair it, or if that money would be better spent toward a new computer, because every situation is different. And then I have some clients that decide, hey, I've been using the same laptop for a couple of years. It's time for a new one. Just like some people do with cars, I guess. But with a car, it's fairly common to trade in the old one when you buy the new one. Doesn't work that way with laptops. You buy the new one, and now you have two computers. And a few years later, you buy another one, and now you have three computers. And if you're a husband and wife, and you each have your own computer, eventually you have a pile of old computers to get rid of. So what do you do with all that old stuff? Well, it depends. When you've got an old laptop that you no longer need, the first question to ask is, does it work? And by that, I mean, does it at least power up and try to load Windows? So that's the first step in determining what you do with this old computer. Just decide, does it work or does it not work? Now, if it still does work, you have a few options. First off, you could just keep it as a backup computer. You know, if you definitely need access to a computer each day, it's kind of nice to have one sitting there ready to use if your main computer one day just decides to not boot up. 
yes, it's not going to be as fast and it won't be up to date. So it's obviously not as ideal as using your primary computer, but it might just help you get through that sort of in-between period while your main computer is being repaired or whatever. Another option for an old computer that still works is that you could give it to someone. Maybe you know of someone who can't really afford a computer of their own, and they might just love having your old one. Or you might want to give it to your kids to play games on or just learn how to use a computer. And if they end up breaking it, obviously it's not the end of the world anyway. You could put some games on it and then disable the internet if you want to, to make sure they don't come across things you don't want them to have access to. And another thing you could do with it is you could sell it. If you look on Craigslist, OfferUp, Facebook Marketplace, any online selling platform, you're going to see all kinds of laptop and desktop computers for sale there. Now, some people are just looking to buy old, cheap laptops for whatever reason. So instead of just adding it to that stack of laptops in your garage, turn it into some cash. And if you don't want to list it online for sale and have people come and look at it, let me know what you have and I might just buy it myself. And finally, one more thing you can do with an older working laptop you could install the Chrome operating system on it. For some computers, they still power up, but the Windows operating system, like maybe Windows 7, has gotten corrupted so it won't run. But you don't have the Windows 7 product key, so in order to reinstall Windows 7, you'd have to actually buy another product key. Same for Windows 10. And you probably don't want to spend money on a laptop you're not going to really use anymore, but the Chrome operating system is free. And it runs fine even on old computers. So you can put that on there and you have a working computer again. Then you can use that as a backup or you could give it away or sell it, like I mentioned earlier. The process for getting the Chrome OS is a few steps, but I'm not going to go into that here in today's episode. You can find the instructions online, though. I'm sure YouTube probably has video tutorials on how to do it. So those are some things you can do with a laptop that actually still powers on. What about if your old laptop doesn't work? You know, you hit the power button and just nothing happens. Or maybe you get an error message on the screen, like boot disk not found, which means the hard drive has crashed. What do you do with that kind of computer? Well, once again, you got a few options. First thing you could do really is check on getting it repaired. You know, find out what it needs and what it would cost. And this means you're going to need to bring it to a tech. Now, in my business, I do basic diagnostics for free. I'll let you know what it needs and what it'll cost, and you can decide if it's worth it or not. And if you decide to not get it repaired, then you don't owe me anything. I do know some computer repair places actually do charge just for the diagnosis. So check around, and if you can find a reputable place that does it for free, that's even better. You might just find that the repair is not that expensive, and it might be worth it to spend just a little bit of money and have the computer working again. Or you might end up finding it's going to cost $400 to replace the motherboard, and in that case, maybe it's not worth it. But at least you'll know the facts so you can make an informed decision. And if you do that and decide it's not worth repairing, you still might be able to sell it. You know, there are people that buy non-working computers, either to fix and resell or just for the value of the parts. And really, that's another thing you can do yourself to a non-working laptop, just strip it for the parts. For example, if the screen's cracked and it's too expensive to repair, You could pull the hard drive out, and you could pull the memory out pretty easily, and maybe use those things in a different computer. And finally, the last resort for a dead computer is to recycle it. You can't just throw it in the trash for a couple of reasons. Now, the second reason I'll get to in a minute, but the first reason is because your city or your town probably doesn't allow it because of the potential harm to the environment. But if you check with your local government, they can probably tell you how to recycle it. There are places you can take 
old electronics like that. And sometimes local communities will have a special Saturday or maybe even a whole weekend when you can bring your recyclable stuff like this for collection at a local school or some other public place. And usually events like that will also be collecting other non-trashable things that no one wants to keep, like old paint cans, old tube-type televisions, John Mayer CDs, that kind of thing. So those are some options you have. But here's a big thing. Before you do any of those things, there's something very important to consider. Remember I said you can't just throw it in the trash? That's partly because of the environmental considerations, but the first big reason for that is that the hard drive still has all your stuff on it. It doesn't matter you can't get it to run Windows properly. It doesn't even matter that you can't even get it to turn on. If you just toss it and someone happens to find it, it's very likely that they could pull the hard drive out and get access to all of your files and folders. So think about what you might have on that old computer. Pictures, tax returns, resumes, videos, maybe even a spreadsheet with a list of all your passwords. You really want to gamble that all those things will never be accessed? No way. So before you recycle or give away your old computer, make sure your stuff is no longer there. You could just pull the hard drive out and stick it in a drawer, or you could destroy it yourself. The hard drive is where all the files and folders are stored. So once that's out of the computer, you don't have to worry about anyone finding the computer and finding your files. And if you do want to leave the hard drive in because you want to give it to someone else to use, remember that just doing a quick format of the drive doesn't really delete all your files. The drive's going to show as empty, but anyone that knows what they're doing can most likely get those files back, or at least some of them. Don't take that chance. And now here's Bruce Orsniak again to tell you about his podcast, Now Hear This Entertainment. In addition to listening to Scott and the Computer Tutor podcast, I hope you'll consider listening to Now Hear This Entertainment. I'm Bruce Wozniak, and I host that show every week at nhte.net. And there are also icons that you can click on there to listen to it instead via iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. I interview guests who are having success in entertainment, primarily music, and my guests have ranged anywhere from Roy Orbison Jr. to the keyboard player for Aerosmith to the lead guitar player for Garth Brooks to the drummer for Joel Walsh to the trumpet player for Billy Joel. Plus, I've even interviewed two Grammy Award winners, a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, a Las Vegas headliner, two Emmy Award winners, and participants from American Idol, The Voice, and America's Got Talent. The show has been delivered on time every week for over four years and has gotten listeners from 134 countries around the world. I hope that you will be the newest listener of Now Hear This Entertainment at nhte.net. Thanks, Bruce. And just before we wrap it up, I want to let you know about a couple of people that responded after the last episode. Our last episode was about how to attach a Word document directly to an Outlook email without even having to open Outlook. Matthew wrote, this is a very useful tool, and you can also do it in just one click. To do that, just add email as PDF attachment on the quick access toolbar right there in uh, in Word or in Excel. One click, and you have a new email with the attachment. So thanks for that, Matthew. Nice little additional time saver. And Jan also wrote in, and here's what she had to say. I've been receiving your podcast for over a year, and most of them are good information that I can apply to my work environment. But this one just saved me a ton of time. Thank you. 
I had no idea about this trick, and the fact that I can use it with Excel is wonderful. I have to email a PDF of an Excel spreadsheet to a client every morning, and this is the perfect way to do it faster. The steps and keystrokes it's going to save me. Yeah! So thanks for that, Jan. I love getting messages like that. And don't forget, you can support the show by shopping at Amazon through my affiliate link, which is computertutorflorida.com forward slash shop. All you have to do when you want to buy something at Amazon is you go to that link, you pay the exact same price, but Amazon sends me a little referral fee because I sent you there. That's how you support this show. And if you ever want to get in touch with me with questions, suggestions, comments, whatever, you can email me at pctutor at gmail.com. Or you can call my podcast voicemail line, 727-386-9468. And you can leave a recorded message there anytime, day or night. And that'll do it for this episode. But I'll be back soon right here with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website computertutorflorida.com and while you're there sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter if you have a computer problem give me a call at 727-254-9078 in many cases I can take care of a problem remotely so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida up in Maine or way out in California I'd love to help thanks again for listening and have a great week God bless Someone told me that the word icy is not that difficult to spell. Now that I look at it, I see why. <laughs>